Welcome back, Creatures of the Night, to episode 77 of the Collecting Dead Man podcast. I am your host, as always, Stephen Zeman. I want to welcome you back to another week of Talking Undertaker merchandise, memories, and more. And if you have not done so already, please make sure to subscribe to this podcast. I am available wherever podcasts are found. And make sure to follow me on Twitter at CollectUpDead and on Instagram at CollectingDeadMan. And make sure to hit that subscribe button on my YouTube channel as well. Now you know it's been uh, a bit of a while since I have had a a new episode. It's been about uh, three and a half weeks. Uh, But coming to you two weeks ago was the uh, end of the year gimmick watch along with myself and Randy Turco. As we took a look back at The Undertaker's three last man standing matches. That's right, The Undertaker went 3-0 and in a gimmick match. He won all of his matches uh, in the last man standing when he fought Great Khali on SmackDown in 2006, Batista at Backlash in 2007, and The Big Show at Cyber Sunday in 2008. So if you want to watch those uh, matches back with Randy and myself, that has been up there for two weeks. And I hope that if you have not done so already, uh, that you have watched the uh, YouTube video or listened to it in your podcasts. And then uh, shortly beforehand, a week or so beforehand, was the newest episode coming out. And so um, after you know being so busy and just waiting for more Undertaker figure news and Undertaker news to drop, I figured I kept my Creatures of the Night waiting long enough. So I had enough weekly purchases, enough Undertaker news, and enough Undertaker figure news in order to bring you a brand new episode. And that's what we are going for today as we start off, as always, with Tales from the Grave. Tales from the Grave. Now Tales from the Grave, that's where I talk about the Undertaker news, the Undertaker figure news, and my top five or top ten list of the week. Uh, starting it off with Undertaker news. Undertaker will be in San Antonio, Texas for the Royal Rumble. He will be having his one dead man show the day before. And he will be having a autograph signing the morning of the Royal Rumble. Um, so take that as you will. Hopefully the Undertaker is a surprise entrant. I know there's rumors swirling around about The Rock's return, and even though The Great One is electrifying, this is an Undertaker podcast that hopes for an Undertaker surprise return at the Royal Rumble in his home state. I would not mind a nice face-off between Rock, Undertaker, Austin, uh, Lesnar, give give us a a good memory uh, at this Royal Rumble. Especially with all the turmoil and discombobulation that's happening within WWE now. People need a good memory at this Rumble. They need something, you know, to to look forward to. And even though The Rock's return will be legendary and electrifying, uh, hopefully The Undertaker can make a surprise appearance. Because he's there the day before, and he's there the morning of. So let's keep our fingers crossed that the dead man uh, shows his face uh, at the Rumble. Um, it's the other Undertaker news is that uh, he is now available in the Rainbow Six uh, video game as unlockable skin 
for the characters. Uh, Rainbow Six Siege adds WWE star The Undertaker as an unlockable downloadable skin uh, to play as. So Undertaker once again reaching out, branching out to another video game series um, just to show how much he has over pop culture as a whole. Uh, Undertaker is not just set in wrestling video games, other video games as well, using the Undertaker's likeness uh, such as Fall Guys and now Rainbow Six Siege to branch out to wrestling fans in order to have his popularity bring new players. So that was interesting to uh, see at the on the uh, video game news side of things. Um, NBC's Young Rock um, had the Undertaker uh, had, well, had an actor playing the Undertaker in the newest episode. So the under focusing on the Attitude Era now, and of course the Undertaker being a big part of it, uh, not only with the company but with Rock's career as well. So of course they would have the Undertaker represented um, by an actor um, in in that show to because they have all the other famous Attitude Era stars represented as well. Although not the best casting, I know that some of these actors don't actually look the part of the person they're playing, um, Undertaker especially. Um, yeah, but the guy is tall and the guy has a beard and long hair, so you can have your imagination run wild that, hey, that's as close as the Undertaker they'll probably get without using the real guy. But that is um, on the newest episode of Young Rock that The Undertaker was featured. And in other Undertaker news, Ricky Starks gave an interview last week uh, saying how Undertaker is his favorite wrestler. Uh, he was able to train him for Undertaker's match against John Cena. So The Undertaker and Ricky Starks um, were Undertaker, I mean, uh, Ricky Starks was training The Undertaker to get back into ring shape for his match against John Cena. Uh, I think that's cool. I think that's always a fun uh, piece of news when you see uh, another wrestler using a another wrestler as a uh, somebody that they can trust in the ring to help them um, get ready for a match. We saw that with Ric Flair using Jay Lethal, and it happens all the time. So Undertaker used Ricky Starks to get back into ring shape, WrestleMania shape, uh, for his match against John Cena. We know Undertaker in the Last Ride documentary was hoping for a 30-minute match. And using Ricky Starks as a fill-in for John Cena was a very good um, idea by the dead man, uh, as we know how well Ricky Starks is able to wrestle. And not only that, he still keeps in touch with Undertaker to this day. He They text each other. He says he gets a text from Undertaker saying... Um, asking him how he's doing, saying how proud he is of him, of what he's accomplishing, and that he's doing so great, saying that it feels so weird to go from sitting on the couch watching somebody you love to now texting with that person uh, on a weekly basis or monthly basis to you know check in and see how each other are doing. So Ricky Starks and The Undertaker, best of friends. Uh, checking in on each other and Undertaker giving his uh, stamp of approval to him and saying how proud he is of him. As we can see how well Undertaker did perform in that match against John Cena at WrestleMania. 
that Undertaker is definitely proud of Ricky Starks as a uh, wrestler because he helped him get it back into shape for that match. So that's basically it for Undertaker news since I have been away. Uh, Undertaker figure news is we know last time we were uh, given prototype images of the Ruthless Aggression Wave 4 uh, featuring the Undertaker based on Ruthless Aggression Series 4 from Jack Pacific. So that is uh, should be hitting Walmart pre-orders, I would say around mid-summer. I would say that's probably when it's going to be either coming up for pre-order or coming out in the stores. You would say maybe you're around the July-August range since things are based in quarters. I would say that's around the, the safe bet for the Ruthless Aggression Wave 4 coming out. Um, the newest uh, Raw 3-pack are hitting Target stores and shipping from Target.com. So the uh, Raw 30th Anniversary box set featuring The Undertaker, Razor Ramon, and The Lightning Kid should be hitting your doorsteps any day now if you have pre-ordered it from Target or it should be available in your Target stores. I know usually here in Florida we are usually the last people to get things here in the stores but I think on release day almost all the Targets around me had them in stock and on the shelves with the newest reset. So if they're hitting here in Florida they should be hitting everywhere else around the country. So that is, uh, keep an eye out for that. If you have uh, not picked one up already, it is an amazing Undertaker figure with the uh, uh, little tan uh, skin tone, great face scan, love the hair in the face. We definitely needed a 1993 Undertaker and Mattel did not disappoint here. So if you are looking for this Undertaker in your collection, uh, definitely go ahead and pick that up from Target because you never know, especially with exclusives, especially big box set exclusives that take up space on a shelf. You don't know if they're going to do any reorders. You don't know if it's going to go on clearance. So if you see it, pick it up, grab it, get it while you can because it is an amazing box set, especially with those hard plastic letters that you can use as a nice backdrop against the Undertaker figure. And the last two pieces of Undertaker figure news is that the Greatest Hits Series 2 will be having The Undertaker included once again. Yes, this one threw me through a loop. It was uh, leaked that The Greatest Hits Wave Series 2 uh, is going to include Shawn Michaels, Diamond Dallas Page, Batista, King Harley Race, and The Undertaker once again. The Undertaker, of course, was involved in Series 1. That's why usually they don't have the same superstars back-to-back. But The Undertaker is somebody that moves units. They know they can count on him being sold rather quickly. The Undertaker does not warm shelves. He very rarely stays longer than, a, um, than the initial stock and restock. Even his top picks on the Boneyard and the Basic flew off the shelves here. Uh, and that was not due to me. I, was, I had restraint and uh, no taker left behind. Um, but... They know he moves units, and especially including him with Shawn Michaels and a, a hot figure uh, like King Harley Race that people want. They know it's going to be a series that moves units to ringside, to Walmarts, to possibly Targets as well. Uh, so it's just a matter of thinking which Undertaker they're going to go with. Personally, I hope they reinvent the Hall of Champions. 
I loved that Ministry of Darkness face uh, mold that they use for the Hall of Champions. I think with TrueFX technology, maybe a, um, removable hands, maybe an extra head, they can totally upgrade that figure. And I would love if they redo the Hall of Champions, I would love an updated either Elite 15 or Elite 68 if they're going the badass route. Or even if they give us like WrestleMania 30 Undertaker from that Build-A-Figure set, they can redo any Undertaker figure and make him better with this TrueFX technology. But in my heart of hearts, I'm hoping for the Hall of Champions with maybe a um, more mythical hands included. Uh, they may give him the tag belt again. Uh, maybe give us an extra head or something just to freshen up the figure. But I would love the Hall of Champions being redone in this Greatest Hits Wave Series 2. And finally, in the Undertaker figure news, it's been also leaked that the Championship Showdown uh, Series 13, I believe is the next one, that The Undertaker will be in that series with Batista. Now we saw Undertaker and Championship Showdowns before, one with Jeff Hardy and one with Bret Hart. Again, flew off the shelves. I didn't hardly see them here um, in Targets or Walmarts. So you can bet that Undertaker, along with Batista, who is slated to go into the Hall of Fame this year, uh, that's gonna move. That's gonna move units, and um, I'm looking forward to grabbing that two pack. I love the WrestleMania match together. It may be based off WrestleMania. It may be based off Backlash. They may have us with the straps pulled down, Undertaker. That would be amazing. So um, keep an eye out for the Championship Showdown 2-pack with Undertaker and Batista coming up for pre-order. I'm sure at ringside any day now uh, as ringside likes to drop surprise pre-orders as we saw with the Best of Ultimate Edition Series 1 uh, Bret Hart and Triple H this past week. So keep an eye out. You know I'm going to be getting my pre-orders in for the Championship Showdown for the Greatest Hits Series 2. And hopefully Walmart uh, puts their pre-orders up for Ruthless Aggression Wave 4. So those are the three pre-orders to be on the look out for. I'm sure as Royal Rumble comes up and WrestleMania Access will be treated to more figure news. Hopefully more Undertaker figure news. And see what comes our way. But uh, so far that is what they have planned uh, for the near future. So that makes our way to the top 5 list of the week. And as you know, we are in Royal Rumble season, and The Undertaker is a uh, previous Royal Rumble winner. And uh, so I thought it would be great to, to count down the top five Royal Rumble appearances of The Undertaker. Um, so we're going to start off at number five. Now this is in the order of either The Undertaker uh, appearing in the Royal Rumble match or appearing at the Royal Rumble pay-per-view itself because um, you know he has had matches at the Royal Rumble he has been involved in the Royal Rumble match and he has just made appearances at the Royal Rumble by causing some sort of havoc or stuff like that so that's why I wanted to, I know he's been involved in um, multiple Royal Rumble appearances, so I thought a top 10 list would encompass too many. Uh, so I cut it down to uh, top five. 
So I um, start off with number five, and that is Undertaker's appearance at the Royal Rumble 2006. His uh, entrance on the uh, white horse to signify a challenge to champion Kurt Angle by summoning lightning from his hands and destroying the ring is something I still remember vividly to this day. I remember the uh, getting the pay-per-view. I was thinking that The Undertaker was going to come back in the Royal Rumble match. Um, but to, uh, being a part of the ending of the pay-per-view, of the ending of the Royal Rumble match, sending such a... Um, such a message to Kurt Angle, saying how he wants to challenge for the title, and of course, you know, with it being the uh, Greco-Roman uh, style pay-per-view um, arena and entranceway, coming out in a chariot with a white horse, you really couldn't get much better than that. So that's why that comes in at number five. Coming in at number four is his appearance at the Royal Rumble 1997. Entering in at number 30, The Undertaker was able to eliminate multiple men uh, before eventually falling victim to being eliminated by the returning Stone Cold Steve Austin back into the ring after being eliminated by Bret Hart. Now, of course, because of that, that leads to that fatal four-way um, at In Your House pay-per-view the following month. So... The reason why this one's so important is because this was almost the first time you think The Undertaker's going to win that Royal Rumble match. Comes in at number 30. Uh, the crowd is uh, behind him. He's, he feels like, you know, you feel like he's ready for the WWF Championship again. And of course, with all the hubbub, with all the... Uh, stuff going on with Austin, Hart, Sid, and all that stuff that transpires. The Undertaker does eventually get a WWF title match at WrestleMania. Uh, so you think that, you know, this would have been the perfect opportunity to just give The Undertaker the Royal Rumble victory. Uh, but he goes head-to-head -head with Vader. He has a match in the in, on the card previous in the in, uh, earlier in the evening against Vader. Um, Undertaker is strong, dominant here, coming in at number 30. You think he's going to win it. He gets cheated out of it by Stone Cold, uh, by him coming back in and cheating. Uh, so there's so many things about around that. But just that the crowd behind The Undertaker. Uh, Undertaker, you feel like he's ready for a title. You feel like he's, he's coming into his own... Um, ready for the WWF Championship, already seven years into the business, and you just feel like he's he's the next champion. And that's why this comes in at number four. Coming in at number three is Undertaker's Royal Rumble appearance at the Royal Rumble 2010. His match against Rey Mysterio for the World Heavyweight Championship. The Undertaker proving once again that he does what he does best, working with smaller opponents. Uh, working with Rey Mysterio, the giant, uh, uh, it's, Dave, it's the giant story of David versus Goliath. Uh, that Undertaker, the giant imposing monster over Rey Mysterio. You know, you think Rey has no chance, but Undertaker doing what he does best, 
putting people over, helping people uh, get over with the crowd, making sure that they connect with it. Even though Rey Mysterio loses, Undertaker keeps the World Heavyweight Championship. Undertaker retains, but he shows the wounds of war of Rey Mysterio 619 having the Undertaker resort to using a last ride to put him away. That Rey continues to work on Undertaker's legs, trying to chop him down. Uh, Undertaker resorting to old badass style of the last ride uh, to put away Rey Mysterio, to keep, his, to keep his World Heavyweight Championship. That's why there's so much story here in this match of The Undertaker versus Rey Mysterio. And that's why, you know, you see Undertaker as a defending champion. The Undertaker defends against all challengers, no matter how big or how small. And The Undertaker, um, he sees Rey Mysterio just as much of a threat as he would see any other challenger. Doesn't treat him any differently. He still sees him as somebody that um, he has to fight and do his best and fight against at this event. So that's why this comes in at number three, because The Undertaker proving once again that um, when, he's, when he's champion, all challengers are welcome, and that he works best with even those who are smaller than him. And then coming in at number two is The Undertaker's appearance at Royal Rumble 2009. Um, Undertaker coming in around the middle of the pack, entry number 16. Uh, and face and goes until the end. He's in the final four, uh, between leg final five. I mean, between Legacy Triple H and himself being eliminated only by the already eliminated Big Show. So again, Undertaker gets screwed, much like he got screwed in 1997. Somebody already eliminated eliminates him. And. 2009 and 2008 was really tough to put at this position because the 2008 story of him starting off with Shawn Michaels was a really good one to help start off the Royal Rumble. However, I think that The Undertaker um, eliminates more people in 2009, has a better showing in 2009, and it's uh, a much more memorable, um, encompassing rumble. Um, 2008, of course, you have the returning John Cena, you have Undertaker and Michael starting it off, so you have them being introduced by Bruce Buffer. Um, so yeah, 2008 and 2009 ran neck and neck for this position. Um, if I would redo the list, I probably would knock 97 off it, but I put 97 on this list just because of he's the first, he comes in at number 30, and you feel like he's poised to win the Rumble finally. And to be champion. That's why that's been so important. 2009 is important because you've, it's it's his last rumble as a as a full time competitor, uh, and his last rumble appearance in the rumble match until 2017, because in 2010 you get his match with Rey Mysterio, and he does not appear at the Royal Rumble again until 2017. So that's why 2009 is pivotal for the Undertaker character. It's his last appearance in the Royal Rumble match. It's his last appearance in the Royal Rumble match uh, as a uh, full-time competitor. And then um, it's, it's his third to last appearance at the Royal Rumble pay-per-view as a whole. Um, so that's why coming in at number two is Royal Rumble 2009. 
And of course, you've guessed it. Number one, Royal Rumble 2007. The one where Undertaker comes in at number 30 and takes it all home. The first one to enter in at number 30 and win. Now the first of four people to enter in at number 30 and win it. He's joined by John Cena, Triple H, and Brock Lesnar. So quite the illustrious crew to join him at number 30 victories. Number 30 victors, I mean. Um, the Undertake, the 2007 Royal Rumble is filled with a who's who. From Ric Flair to Shawn Michaels to Edge and Randy Orton, The Undertaker is truly surrounded by legends and uh, legends in the making in Royal Rumble 2007. The Undertaker, of course, goes on to win it, his first and only Royal Rumble victory, uh, where he chooses Batista to fight at WrestleMania 23 and win the World Heavyweight Championship. Uh, everything about Royal Rumble 07, I love rewatching that one. I love the, uh, the Michael Cole commentary clip of who can stop the great Kali and then the gong hits. It's perfectly timed. And just Undertaker sharing the ring, the final four of Edge, Orton, Michaels, and himself. And that mini WrestleMania match you get the glimpse of between him and Michaels at the end. Uh, it's a beautifully done Royal Rumble. It's beautifully done that he wins it. And um, that's why nothing compares to Royal Rumble 2007 on my top five list. So once again, number five is his appearance at Royal Rumble 06, destroying the ring to send a message to Kurt Angle. Number four is Royal Rumble 1997, as you finally had a feeling that The Undertaker was so close to winning it to becoming champion again. Number three is Royal Rumble 2010 that shows The Undertaker can put on a uh, World Heavyweight Championship match with, against any competitor, big or small. Number two is Royal Rumble 2009, the second to last appearance as a, uh, in the Royal Rumble as a full-time competitor and uh, one of his last times competing in the Royal Rumble match. And number one is where he takes it all home in Royal Rumble 2007. If you like my list, great. If you don't, I would love to know yours. Tell me in the comments on my Twitter post and my Instagram post to let me know where your favorite Royal Rumble Undertaker moments are. Do you have a top 10 list? Do you have a top 5 list? Do you only like one Royal Rumble appearance of the dead man? Let me know your list. Let me know where you stand. But you know where I stand, and that's right here at this table where I record. You know where I'm coming from. And that's what um, my list for the week. And now we move right on to weekly purchases. Welcome to weekly purchases. Well, we got plenty of weekly purchases to talk about this week. And we're going to kick it off with that Rumble 4-pack Bendoms that I posted a couple weeks back. Um... A very rare grail item find scrolling eBay one day and just finding that um, didn't even know this thing existed uh, with a four-pack of Stone Cold Rocky Maya via Sable and the Undertaker a black card Bendum set coming near the uh, the deathbed of the Bendums basically and to get a four-pack at such a steal of a price, I'm glad to have added that to my collection because as Kane and I 10 knows, and I know he's listening, 
Uh, the Bendums are a bitch to collect because it seems like it's never ending. Uh, you find new stuff all the time and um, you just never know what's out there, how many variants there are, and this is that one time that I really didn't know this thing existed, so I'm happy to add it to my collection. Uh, the second thing that I posted about recently that I'm sure people are uh, listening in to find out about is the UK exclusive 10-pack Decade of Destruction box set. Yes, another box set that I was on the hunt for that I never saw in person and there's a good reason why I never did is because it's a UK exclusive. Found this one thanks to my good friend Canaanite10 for pointing it out to me on eBay uh, from a UK seller. I worked out a great deal for it so to be shipped here to the States. Uh, I knew I would never find it again so I'm glad that I pulled the trigger on it. Uh, Titantron Live box sets just hit differently folks. Uh, to see what Jax was pumping out uh, with that license and what they put out and at the price point this was probably at $550 or so you would never get that price point nowadays and just to um, have that uh, in my collection and be able to display another big box that I know it's obnoxious but it just brings you back to a better, simpler time of the Jacks license, having these amazing box sets. You know, you get a full collection so easily by just buying one of these, and you have so many different superstars. And of course, the Decade of Destruction, the Undertaker's tagline, the dead man himself had to be included in it. So I'm glad I picked that up. And a few other things that I have picked up during the past few weeks is the Mattel Raw 30th box set came in the mail. Uh, and I was able to find a couple more in the stores. So I'm glad I got some uh, minty examples for my collection. Uh, the Funko Pop Undertaker Paul Bearer 2-pack made its way into my collection this past week. Along with um, a few gifts from my uh a friend Canaanite 10, like some trading cards, an Undertaker patch, uh, and a few other th uh, fun things from the Undertaker. Um, let's see what else it uh, came in the mail. Let's see, I got the Best of uh, Unmatched Fury Undertaker. I got basically the complete collection of the Chaos Comics uh, from the Undertaker. You know I've talked about that beforehand. Um, that uh, the, the almost uh, the chaos comics brings me back to my childhood of buying that in my um, uh, hometown's comic book store and just having that in my collection I'm glad I pulled the trigger on that to uh, have that uh, almost complete collection just missing a few variants but I'm sure that I will uh, be able to find those uh, relatively quick and easy um, let's see, I know last time I talked about the Adrenaline series that I picked up in the Treacherous Trios. I found the uh, a variant WrestleMania 20 Undertaker figure with the dark black hair. I had the, uh, the brown hair beforehand, so uh, glad to add the variant to my collection. And that is basically it that I have picked up. Um, 
you know, a lot of good grail pieces added to my collection. So uh, I'm happy with basically uh, not a lot of stuff coming in. Uh, but it's a lot of big stuff, a lot of stuff that I wanted to check off my list. And I'm glad that uh, Grail pieces uh, cut some of them gone. Um, oh, a couple more things that I got is the Classic Superstars 2-pack with Mankind and the Classic Superstars 2-pack with Triple H. I can't forget those. Those are two other Grail pieces that I uh, picked up that I uh, checked off my checklist. So whenever you check off things from your checklist, it definitely feels good. Uh, so that's my purchases for the past few weeks. I would love to hear yours, just like your top five list. Let me know what you purchased in the comments of my Instagram post or my Twitter post, because I would love to know what you guys picked up as well. It doesn't have to be Undertaker. Just whatever you're buying out there, I would love to know what it is. And that is it for weekly purchases, and we move right on now to Taker's Mark. Mark. Of course, Taker's Mark, that's where we talk about a favorite Undertaker match or moment and discuss why it's so pivotal to the Undertaker's career. Now, it is Royal Rumble season, as we talked about in my top five list in Tales from the Grave. So I wanted to talk about a little dissection of the Undertaker's last appearance of the Royal Rumble, and that is Royal Rumble 2017. Now, of course, 2017 is not known for The Undertaker's best year in the ring, but still, he was able to participate in a very memorable Royal Rumble, uh, star-studded, big names, uh, in San Antonio, Texas, um, something that uh, they will be coming back to this year, as I mentioned uh, earlier on in the episode, so maybe The Undertaker would like to come back to the Rumble and uh, do a better uh, appearance at it than he did left off in 2017. But still, The Undertaker managed to eliminate four people at this event. He managed to eliminate Goldberg, he managed to eliminate Sami Zayn, The Miz, and um, I believe Dolph Ziggler? The Undertaker eliminated four people, bringing up his record to 40 total eliminations, second only to Kane's 44. Uh, so The Undertaker's appearance here was able to boost his uh, elimination record. Uh, it, it brought us towards the Roman Reigns-WrestleMania feud. And it gave The Undertaker another appearance at the Royal Rumble to create lasting memories. And that's what The Undertaker does best. The Undertaker is always known for creating memories in people, uh, whether you're at home watching it or live there in the stadium, that you were treated to an Undertaker appearance. And it doesn't matter. I know he's very hard on himself. And it doesn't matter what kind of shape he is in or how much activity he does in a Rumble match or anything. And matter of fact, a Raw, a SmackDown, a WrestleMania, another pay-per-view. The Undertaker creates memories in people. And people will remember. If you were there, you will remember that you were there when The Undertaker was in the Royal Rumble match. Um... You know, Undertaker did not walk down the entrance ramp. He appeared in the ring 
classic vintage Undertaker using his dark side powers to just appear in the ring and start off the match. He took spears, he took uh, finishing moves, he took punches, um, and he shared the rings with legends, future legends, and the futures of the company there. And uh, to see that The Undertaker was involved in a relatively recent Royal Rumble is something to appreciate. Uh, so that's what I want to talk about in this week's Taker's Mark, is that The Undertaker's hopefully not last appearance in a Royal Rumble match gave us memories to think back on that you thought that he was done, but he he uh, is never truly done, because as he told us, never say never. And just when you thought he was not going to appear in another Rumble match, well, in 2017, he did just that. Eliminated four people, boosted his elimination total to 40, and helped ignite a WrestleMania feud. Uh, that if the match would have went better in his eyes, it probably would have been his swan song. But that's this week's Taker's Mark, a look back at Royal Rumble 2017. And now we look take a look back at one of my favorite parts of this uh, episode, Buried Alive. Yes, Buried Alive, that's where we take a weird or what the F piece of Undertaker merchandise, drag it down to hell and put it onto the ash heap of Undertaker merchandise history. Now what is on tap for this week's uh, Buried Alive? Well, I think that just scrolling through my watch list, something definitely pops out at me. And this is something that you may not have thought that was ever produced in the Undertaker's likeness. It is a Wii charging station that the Undertaker slams life back into your Wii remote. It is a bust of the Undertaker from the tour from the uh, stomach up. So his Undertaker's torso, his head and his arms that are cut off at the wrists so you not get the Undertaker's hands. The Undertaker's uh, arms uh, fold out into two charging stations that you can put your Wii remotes on. Now, although this is definitely something that I will need in my collection, it is hideous beyond belief. They could have, you know, when you think of a charging station, you would think of something more slimlining, more something that's more uh, nicer towards the eyes, something that you can, uh, it's more, you know, it fits the aesthetics, as I'm trying to say. You want something that will fit your gaming aesthetics when you have a Wii charging remote or a charging place for your controllers or headsets or anything like that. This gives you a, a bust of the Undertaker from his head to his uh, from head to his waist, so his Undertaker's torso, and his arms cut off at the wrist, so you don't get his hands. I feel like they could have done this better by incorporating The Undertaker's logo into this, like having a giant TX on this base, and next to the TX is your charging stations. Um, this just comes across as freaky and weird, and just something that I would not have designed if I was designing a, uh, a charging station. 
but it is in the Undertaker's likeness, and it is a terrible likeness at that. They have like smoky eye shadow around the eyes. Um, long, thick black hair, of course. Uh, the tattoos look just like scribbled lines, so there's no definition to the tattoos. Um, you got his beard. His It's a very cartoony rendition of The Undertaker. Um, but just the black, gray, smoky eye shadow around the eyes throws it all off. I don't know what they were going for there, especially on the back where it doesn't have that. Uh, so yeah, that is your Buried Alive piece of the week. The Undertaker Wii Charging Station in the form of his torso and head with cut-off arms for, that serves as the charging station. So I hope I have added to your nightmare fuel. And I thank you for joining me here on another episode of the Collecting Dead Man podcast. If you have not done so already, what are you waiting for? Please subscribe to this podcast. Please subscribe to my YouTube channel and follow me on Twitter at CollectUpDead and on Instagram at CollectingDeadMan. And make sure to uh, join us here whenever you can. Same taker time, same taker channel, as we keep on rolling, baby. Until next time. I hope you have enjoyed this episode of Collecting Dead Man. Please continue to subscribe and leave us a five-star review where you can. Follow me on Twitter at CollectUpDead and on Instagram at CollectingDeadMan. Check out my Linktree page so you can find the links to all my merchandise stores, where you can find wherever this podcast is available, and where you can subscribe to my YouTube channel. Hit the like button and subscribe there as well. Please continue to support this podcast in any way you can. And until next week, Creatures of the Night, keep on rolling. <laughs>